0: I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Sometimes I record these shows late at night, sometimes early in the morning, sometimes midday. Now it's early in the morning. Also one of my favorite times to be in the studio because very few people in the building. Not that there's many people in this building to begin with, but just a great time to do it and a great time to talk about this great study that came out and I'm going to read from an article written about the study not crazy about the headline but I get it and the takeaway a couple takeaways but the gist of it is what that we exercise for quality of life okay and we're going to debunk those myths and yes uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I have to talk about carrying around excess weight, which two thirds of the country are doing. And many of you are dealing with. That's why you listen to the show one of the reasons. But when we take the focus off of just the pure weight loss, and talk about the health benefits, that's, that's when results start to happen. But we have to get rid of the myths. And that's my job. (laughs) And the science is pretty darn straightforward, but that's not what you hear, right? And so today I'm talking about knees and weight gain and the issues that come from that. And that's a big deal. You know, as a runner, what did I hear? What do I still hear? Even after all these years, and I will continue to hear it. The myths will persist, which is just too bad. I'm doing my best to change people's minds. But what have I heard? Running is bad for your knees. Running is bad for your knees. Not true. And what I'm going to talk about in association with weight gain and knee issues is osteoarthritis. And that's what people are talking about. Just wait. Just wait till you're older, right? They would say to me in my 20s, 30s, 40s. Now I'm in my 50s. These are good. Knees are good. We need to move. And the studies are there and mass that running decreases the incidence of osteoarthritis. And one of the reasons is that runners are generally lighter, that runners carry around less weight. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I always love to break these issues down to basic math and, yes, common sense. And let's just, for argument's sake, talk about the runner who runs what? Three, maybe four times a week, three to five miles. Let's say three, just for the ability to use round numbers. Let's call it a 10-minute mile. So you're running three times a week, three miles. That's an hour and a half hour and a half. Do you think that those three bouts of 30 minutes of activity are detrimental to your knees? Or do you think that carrying around excess weight 24 hours a day, seven days a week can have issues, create issues on your musculoskeletal system, in addition to many other things? and this is the myth that's out there <laughs> and it's you know yes if you do too much of anything if you just run you're going to have issues but it's most often not the knees for people they have other issues overuse injuries and and but it's generally not the knees yes you get runner's knee and thing like that things like that but the article i'm going to reference I right, will reference right now. <laughs> the headline is just 11 extra pounds can ruin healthy knees. I'm not a fan of ruin. I'm not. Why do we always you know, have to go there? I know why we have to go there to get people to click on the article and read it. But I like the message. I'm not going to lie. I like the message. And And I'm going to give you the stats. This is not just... It's not just someone throwing stuff out there. And what else do we hear, by the way? Running is bad for your knees. Squatting. Squatting is bad for your knees. Well, guess what? Both of those things are actually good for your knees. We squat all day long. We need the muscles around the knee to be as strong as possible. And as healthy as possible. And when people tell me, not that you have to be a runner, but when people tell me they can't run and their doctor said they shouldn't run, I want to know why. And oftentimes they'll say I have bad knees (laughs) or bad hips or a lower back or a combination of all of the above. But that should be a warning sign, a really simple warning sign to the doctor to figure out why. And when I was a trainer and someone would say to me, they couldn't run. That would be where we start. Why? Let's fix those weak links. Let's fix those imbalances. And finally, this is, again, this is this is uncomfortable. You know, I, I'm going to give you the inside scoop on everything. That's, that's one unique thing that I bring to you. As I say in the intro to my new book that's being shopped around right now, I'm like Liam Neeson from Taken. I have a unique set of skills from working in every aspect of the industry to studying Just about, uh, well, the exercise science, the sports psychology, and the nutrition, deep understanding of that. And uh, uh, (laughs) I hesitate to, to figure out how much info, inside info to give you, and that's the book. Anyway, the healthy at any weight. The healthy at any weight movement, which is contradiction in terms this podcast, this study, this concept debunks right away. Because as I will describe an outline, when we carry around excess weight, just 11 pounds as this headline and study will show, yeah, that's problematic. And so uh, let me fast forward to the good news. We can control this. And this is why the focus needs to be on movement and healthy eating and not on just pure weight loss and looking in the mirror and vanity. No, it's about being healthy. It's about being injury free. It's about quality of life. And that is not in the advertisements. And it needs to be. And the older I get, the more I get (laughs) personally, how much that matters. But I've always known that. But yes, it becomes exponentially more important because you get the aches and pains. And your friends are, I I can't tell you how many friends, a friend who just got knees done for the second time, I believe. I got a friend who's getting the shoulders done. Our joints are the most, you know, uh, well, the the shoulder is the most mobile joint in the body. Our joints are where we're going to have issues, by and large. Knees, hips, shoulders, okay? And so we need to focus on how exercise makes us feel. And first of all, it's good and no pain. When we're, in, when we're not in pain, we feel good. The problem is human condition is such that we forget. So once you have the surgery and you feel good for a little while, you go, you go back to your old ways. And the messaging needs to change. The messaging basically about exercise, why we should do it, and then the erroneous, just totally false, healthy at any weight. It's not true. And so when people say you can't look, and again, this is uncomfortable to say, but I'm going to say it. You can't look at someone and see if they're healthy or not. You're right. But when we're carrying around excess weight, that is something I can see right away. And I know you may not have the, And you know, I read stuff. Well, I don't have issues now. No. It's cumulative. It's chronic. It's not acute. Okay. This is not shaming. This is science. I want you to live your best life. I want you to focus on the right things with your eating and your exercise and your movement. Okay? All right. Let's get to it. Let me just give you... uh what osteoarthritis is, right? For those of you who might be confused, right? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention cites osteoarthritis as the most common type of arthritis. More than 32 million American adults have the degenerative joint disease. It's degenerative. It takes time. Uh, Osteoarthritis can damage any joint, but the knees are one of the most commonly affected joints. How many people have told me over the decades they have bad knees, quote unquote? do a whole show just on that concept and and this is all related to, to this show osteoarthritis develops when the cartilage that acts as a cushion between the bones in a joint breaks down or wears away giving the condition its wear and tear disease nickname this leads the joint to rub together right causing pain stiffness and movement issues excess weight you have these cushions these pillows of sorts you know In your joints, and you wear them away over time. And as the studies show, the stronger your joints are, the muscles around your joint, I should say, the less likely that is to happen. The less weight you carry, the less likely that is to happen. Like incredible reasons to do everything I talk about here. Uh, There's no cure for knee osteoarthritis, but the treatment may include medication, physical therapy, and activity modifications. I don't want to have to go to medication people. I don't want to go to therapy if I don't have to, but I'm going to modify the activity. And what they're talking about here is doing less. Those are all bad options. Not Well, bad is strong, but I, I want to avoid those options at all costs. I want to avoid medication with all the side effects and the cost. I want to avoid physical therapy, prehab versus rehab. Avoid the issues before they happen by doing the same exercises by and large that you would do or will do after the issue happens. I don't want to have to modify what I love to do. If that proves to be insufficient, right? Those three, knee replacement surgery may be an option with arthritic parts of the joint removed and replaced with metal plastic or ceramic parts. God, saying that out loud, and I know many of you have them. And I've got relatives that have them and friends. I'm just giving you the science so we can do our best to live our best lives, okay? Uh, First performed in the 1960s, uh, uh, knee replacement surgery, I should say, has become fairly common. Of course it has, right? According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, with more than 750,000 knee replacements done each year in the United States. That is staggering to me. It is and it isn't. Let's lower that number. Based on the uh, their findings, the researchers suggest that preventing weight gain, so we're talking about the study here now, um, which they say is easier than losing weight, should reduce the risk for knee osteoarthritis and the number of needed knee replacements. What is the study? The study is... Uh, association between weight gain and knee osteoarthritis, a systematic review and meta analysis. Okay. Um, let me just read, though, before we get into the study, um, the American Academy uh, of, um, which one was this? Hold on one second. Uh, uh, American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, all right, has a position a statement on this very subject as well and worth reading. Um, so, their uh, quick take on this topic obesity frequently contributes to soft tissue damage and osteoarthritis, a progressive wear and tear disease of the joints. The impact of obesity is especially felt in osteoarthritis of the hip and knee joints. We know that, right? Many of you are dealing with that. Here's the, here's the, here are the stats, people. Here's the science. Every pound of body weight places four to six pounds. Of pressure on each knee joint. Every pound of body weight places four to six pounds of pressure on each knee joint. Individuals, you know, it's interesting there, are they talking excess? Well, it doesn't matter, right? Every pound. So when you go above your healthy weight, the pressure on your knee joint, as I said at the intro, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And here's one thing, that will happen when you start to gain excess weight, the body compensates, right? So now your natural gait is thrown off and you start to get pain in certain areas of your body, certain joints. So you start to modify the way you move. And so the pain decreases in that area, doesn't go away. The wear and tear still continues, but now you're gonna start um, having wear and tear and pain in other parts of your body as the body tries desperately to accommodate what's going on uh, a little bit more though from this position statement uh, individuals with obesity are 20 times more likely to need a knee re- replacement than those who are not overweight from 2002 to 2009 the number of total knee replacements procedures performed on patients with obesity doubled doubled And it was already really high the detrimental effects of obesity on surgical outcome results and complication rates are well-documented in the medical literature. These effects include higher rates of infection and prosthesis failure, loosening of the implant when compared to patients of normal weight. So not only are you more likely to have the issues, but then when you have the surgery, it's not going to work as well as it could or should. So it's not, it's not a solution. It's a temporary fix for the most part. All right, let's get right into the study. Uh, again, association between weight gain and knee osteoarthritis, a systematic review and meta analysis um, just came out. Weight gain occurs with increasing age. I'm just going to read parts of this to you again. It's going to be repetitive, but needs to be said. Um, management guidelines recommend weight loss to manage knee osteoarthritis, but none specifically recommend preventing weight gain. I mean, seriously? And another highlight: the effect of weight gain on knee osteoarthritis has not been systematically examined. <laughs> what? And so, uh, the to investigate the association between weight gain and knee uh, knee osteoarthritis in terms of clinical features, pain, stiffness, function, quality of life. Um, that's what this uh, study was looking at: the structural progression of cartilage, bone, and other knee structures, and total knee replacement. Right. So the effects of carrying around excess weight on our body and specifically our knees. And so the methods for this study, again, it's a systematic review. They looked at a bunch of studies, okay, a meta-analysis. They looked at 23 studies uh, and what did they find? So it was over 225,000 individuals, um, They found that weight gain was associated with pain in four of seven studies, stiffness in two of two, function in five of six, quality of life, one of one. I mean, obviously, all of them, right? If you're talking pain, stiffness, and function, and clinical and radiographic um, knee osteoarthritis. Uh, The progression, weight gain was associated with cartilage deterioration in six of the nine. And once that cartilage is gone, people, it's gone. We want to prevent that at all costs, right? Uh, Bone marrow lesions, one of four studies. Meniscal damage. How many people have had that? So many, right? Meniscal, uh, meniscus issues. Uh, One of three. And effusion synovitis, one of one. And total knee replacements. Uh, was associated with, uh, three of the six studies. Uh, this is interesting. No association between weight gain and walking and total pain, a little confusing, but you know, when you go back to the clinical features that pain in a bunch of the studies that, um, stiffness function, quality of life, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about quality of life and it's easy not to, let me just, cause, cause it's uncomfortable. To have these conversations when you know the audience you're, you're speaking to has these issues. But I will always go to the good news. Is that over time, when you do all the things I talk about here on the show, implement all of the things as far as behaviors, nutrition, exercise, find what works for you. These things will all get better. Okay. Final little point here in the study, uh, as results, significant association with weight gain and increased risk of total knee replacement, okay? And if you're already, you know, when you get to the total knee replacement stage, how many years have you lived with, let me back up again, pain, stiffness, decreased function, decreased quality of life? Okay, And in this meta-analysis, two of the studies showed significant increase in total knee replacement surgeries after five kilograms of weight gain. So there, if you do the math, it's about 11 pounds. So you can back all the way up. Just 11 pounds can ruin healthy knees. Not a fan of ruin. I'll say it again. But I like the message. I like the message. And they found that in both women and men. And what's the, the percentage if you want some harder statistics? A gain of just 11 pounds made total knee replacement 34% more likely for women and 25% more likely for men. That's a big deal. And that's getting a knee replacement, right? A lot of people don't even have access to it. It's an expensive surgery. And so how many people of the, you know, the 34%, What percentage, and the 25% for men, what percentage are living with decreased quality of life? That's what I care about. That's what we're talking about here on Fitness Disrupted. It's not the vanity side. And I want you to be, I'll say it, you should like yourself, love yourself, regardless of your weight. But I want you to be healthy. I want you to have a great life. I want you to have the information you need to do that and not have the messaging that makes other people feel better when they can say, sure, you have doctors. Like, are you kidding me? I have people that are pitched to me for this podcast that will never come on. If you're even close to having that message, what, yeah, it's a real easy message to put out there. And it's so disingenuous, it's so anti-science, anti-person, because of all of these stats. And this is common sense. But then, you know, common sense can go by the wayside when you're talking about a topic like this. So we're going to have the hard science, which in today's world, we're supposed to be looking at a lot more, right? We're supposed to be looking at it a lot more. And what's the takeaway? The takeaway is yes, you can control these things, give it time in two main ways. I did a podcast, one one of the podcasts that got me the most riled up a ways back, and it was a New York Times article that said strength training did not help decrease knee pain. I mean, I'm getting worked up just thinking about it again. Like, and it was absolutely one of the most ridiculous takes. And uh, on an art, it was completely counter to what the study that they cited actually showed. And within the article, deep within that article, they admitted it. But it doesn't matter because people are reading the headlines. You are reading the headlines. And that's why, as much as I don't like the hyperbolic hyperbolic, hyperbolic, it's early, (laughs) I need more caffeine, hyperbolic headline can ruin healthy knees, maybe that's where we need to get to, I don't think so, I'm not a big fan of scaring people, at all, I'm going to give you the information, and we're going to figure out how you use it in your life. But if you don't have the right information, if you're being told the messages like that strength training doesn't help decrease knee pain, like disinformation, like when I hear about disinformation being in the industry I am in, there's no more disinformation than in the health and wellness industry, in the exercise and nutrition industry. And it is the most crucial Disinformation, in my opinion, because people are, yes, I can use the term, literally dying as a result. And for those who aren't literally dying, it is decreasing their quality of life, your quality of life. And so when I talk about being a healthy weight, it's for that reason, first and foremost. Well, (laughs) the first and foremost reason is to live longer. But that's going to happen thanks to things like total knee replacements and medication and physical therapy and things that I want you to avoid for as long as you can. Can we all avoid? No. And medications are good for many things. And physical therapy you're going to have to do. But when we do prehab instead of rehab, when we look at the science on strength training and healthy eating and being a healthy weight, healthy weight, That's important and that helps us avoid the cost, like the literal cost financially and then the day-to-day cost of quality of life. I I got a little tongue-tied at the beginning of the show and it was because I was thinking about, you know, the feedback I'm getting from my... Most recent book that's being shopped around about the fitness industry. My first book about like just pulling back the curtain, and one of the you know my agent will send me the rejections, the reasons why. You're going to get a handful of those, no matter who you are and what book you write, but especially when it's the exercise industry, because literally the the, the literary the, the publishing industry is a huge part of the problem. They're complicit. And how do we know that? One of the rejections I got, love giving you the inside scoop, even here on the podcast, was they're not interested in that book, my book about how the fitness industry is is keeping you frustrated and out of shape and all this kind of stuff. And you know, calorie counters are off, all that stuff that I talk about here. But one specific uh, editor said they were looking for more books like Healthy at Any Weight. It took my breath away. It really does. It makes me sad. Because it's, it's just, it's not where we need to be. We have more information and more of everything. You know, time, cheaper equipment, access to content. And we're going to live longer. You're going to live longer than, you know, we did decades ago. Our kids might not because of this very issue. I'm getting worked up. All right. So we need to focus on how exercise makes us feel, right? And it's about movement. I think about my 87-year-old father-in-law who I just helped pick up his lawnmower he got his lawnmower fixed he still mows his lawn 87 years old as cognitively there and as physically there he helped me pick up the lawnmower and put it in the truck he didn't have a truck big enough to get the lawnmower to the repair place and back so i he picked it up with me it was a little work no issues now he's like one of the greatest blue zones example that I know. What do I mean by that? He's, he doesn't go to the gym. I don't think he's ever been to the gym. He's he's a Brit. He's been moving his whole life, mowing his lawn. Big lawn takes him a couple hours. He eats fewer calories. <laughs> he just retired a couple, I think it was like a year. So 80, I think he was 86. So purpose I'm digressing a little bit with the Blue Zones Connections that I love to go to, but that's what matters. Let's look at the people who have lived really long, healthy, happy lives. And these are the things they have in common. So yes, we still need to go to the gym because unfortunately uh, for many of us, we're not getting the activity we need, but we still need to build the activity into our daily lives as well. And we need to be a healthy way. All right. This is how much I care. That, that whenever I have to talk about weight, it makes me uncomfortable. But I'm okay with that. You can dislike me a little bit. You should, to some degree. It's like when I was a trainer, you know, I, don't want, I didn't want my clients to love me, like me, love me too much. Because then we're just sitting around talking, having coffee as they're sitting on the leg press machine, not doing, you know, much. So a little bit uncomfortable, not a lot little bit that's where change happens all right tom h fit is instagram tom h fit is twitter uh love to hear from you uh any questions comments you have uh reach out and Please, this is a brand new feed, so I can control the advertisers' messages and and just keep it as clean and as authentic and science-based as possible. So if you can follow, subscribe, comment, whatever you can do to support the show, greatly appreciated. Uh, FitnessDisrupted.com or TeamHolland.com. Go to my website, uh, email me through there as well. Remember, we control three things. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, and that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, believe in yourself.